Hello everyone and welcome back to episode 4. My name is Eleanor Hamilton, if you don't already know, and you're listening to The Fellowship Podcast. This podcast is an extension of the Fellowship of St. Andrews, which is a group of students who strive to foster a relationship between the University of St. Andrews and the town. This podcast hopes to further this goal by engaging in conversations between a student, a local, and myself. Today, I am thrilled to talk to St. Andrews student Caroline, as well as local of the St. Andrews area, Allison. Hi, guys. How are you doing today? Well, thank you. How are you? I'm good. Um, yes, good, thank you. How are you doing? I'm good, yeah. Thanks so much for joining me. And to get started, I'd love to just hear a little bit about both of you, if you wouldn't mind just introducing yourselves and telling us a bit about who you are and what you do. Okay, I guess I can go first. Um, hi, I'm Caroline. I'm the current second fellow of the fellowship. Um, I'm from New York and I'm a third year social anthropology student um, here at the university. And I'm Alison. I am a local here in St. Andrews and I work for a local charity called Families First. Amazing. So first, um, I kind of want to change things up a little bit for this episode and start off with a little different kind of transition in, but um, it's really gloomy lately. <laughs> I don't know if you guys have noticed, um, but it's really dark this time of year. And I, I know I certainly struggle with just staying like happy and positive. And I feel like a lot of my, my friends feel the same way. I don't know if you guys do, but I'd love to start off with each of you sharing one thing that you've been doing lately that just kind of makes you happy or like brings joy to your day and and maybe we can inspire each other a little bit and also our listeners who who might be dealing with the same thing so oh absolutely I'm completely the same I feel so much better on a brighter morning um than I do when it's a bit wet and windy um but I think recently um I've been forcing myself out for a walk regardless of the weather and just getting that fresh air um sometimes down by the beach I feel loads better after really positive mindset I feel like I could tackle anything um that's so true I honestly feel the exact same way like even a little bit of fresh air even if it's dark or (laughs) rainy or whatever it might be that's yeah, that's a great one. I Absolutely, love that. Absolutely, yeah. Um, well, similar to ours, and I, I do love a walk, especially um, being in such a beautiful setting here in St. Andrews. But um, another thing that I've done, I think, to try and make my day feel a little happier and more productive in a sense is sort of writing out and forcing a schedule um, that almost makes me have more structure in the day that we kind of have lost in being in tier three not being able to to maybe socialize or, or go to in-person classes in some settings. So that's been one thing that I definitely think has improved my mood um, and overall productivity. So yeah. yeah, that's such a good point too. And I mean, I, especially like with school being online and not having a set lecture time or anything like that, it definitely can blur the days and the nights, especially also because it gets dark at like 3 p.m. So yeah, that's awesome. Yep, Thanks, exactly. guys, for sharing. I I feel like that's a kind of a fun way to start this this positive conversation. Um, so, Allison, you said you work at Families First, and I'd really love to hear a bit more about 
what you do and like Families First just as an organization? Yeah, so Families First are based in St Andrews, but we work with children, young people and their families across the whole of North East Fife. We have different services within the organisation. So we have a one-to-one befriending service and children are referred into this service um, who maybe have some form of additional support need. Um, the needs range greatly um, and we are able to match the children one-to-one with a befriender. Um, this, this time is slightly different than the way it normally runs but we've be, we've adapted our service to fit COVID requirements so they're still getting one-to-one time with a befriender at the moment although it looks slightly different um they're outside a lot more um it's it's completely person-centered so the children and young people decide on their session what they what they want to do what they want to achieve what they want to get out of it and um, the sessions are tailored around that. The sessions last an hour and a half and it's fortnightly. So they get one hour and a half with one-to-one with a one-to-one befriender every two weeks. Um, we also have a family support service who our family support worker works with the parents and carers of the children and young people who are referred to us. And this kind of gives a bit of a holistic approach. So you're supporting the whole family, not just the child. Again, it's very much dependent on what the needs are um, within each family and what they what they kind of feel that they would like. And then we've also got children's group work service. And there's a few different strands to this service. So this is I'm I'm the children's group work coordinator. So this is kind of the area that I'm involved in. Um, so we have one strand which is youth groups for the older children so young people aged usually between about 12 and 16. These young people might have been referred in directly at that age or they might have kind of transitioned through from befriending into youth group and very very similar it's very person-centered we have small groups of young people with quite a high ratio of volunteers to give them that high level of support within the group. They work together to kind of plan their program, determine what they want to look at, what what kind of issues are maybe going around for them at different times. We can have focus sessions, maybe looking at internet safety, very much dependent on, on what their current kind of topics and needs kind of are. Um, and it's very adaptable as we go along. We really, really focus on encouraging positive social interaction within these groups how to be with their peers in a in a positive manner and just allow them time to integrate within within their communities. Another strand of children's group work is we offer transition groups. So these are groups tailored to primary sevens who are transitioning into high school. Again, it's a referred service. So child, primary sevens are referred to us and we work within the three local high schools. So that is Madras College in St Andrews, Bell Baxter in Cooper and Wade Academy down in Anstruther. And we look to support the young people who will find the move to high school a bit more of a challenge. 
um, and look at different ways socially and emotionally that we could support with that transition. We start the process in April, work with them through the school term time. We meet with them a couple of times during the summer holidays. And then when they arrive at secondary school in August, we meet with them during lunch times and offer drop-in sessions just to kind of keep the continuity and offer that support if they're having a bit of an unsettled start or equally if they're having a great time it's amazing when they pop in and say oh I'm loving S1 I've met loads of new friends I like that I can go to loads of different classes so it's also the flip side is nice to get the positive feedback from them as well another strand of group work is that a lot of our, our service um for the children and young people we work with volunteers um, our befrienders are mostly volunteers who because we're in St Andrews mostly are students which we are so grateful for and the children and young people absolutely thrive off that having that younger energetic cool befriender or volunteer within group um, but as you know um, ter student term time is slightly different than the school local school term time so there's usually a bit of a gap in service, is particularly in the summer holidays because um, the university population leave a bit earlier. So there's a bit of a gap. So we offer holiday activities within that time to kind of bridge the gap that the students are away. So we go out to the children's local communities all across Northeast Fife, um, whether it's Lookers, Cooper, uh, Taybridge Heads, Newport area, St Andrews, or um, down the East Newt area and we invite children to their local community and provide different activities and sessions for them during the school holidays. That's yeah. kind of a whistle-stop tour of what we do really. That's incredible. I I really appreciate you uh, giving us such a such a fantastic introduction to this organization. You guys sound like you do some incredible work and yeah, wow, what a privilege to be speaking with you right now. Um, you touched on this briefly, but I mean, pretty much everything that you just talked about had to do with like person to person, positive social interactions. And I mean, pretty much all of that, the idea, theoretically has been threatened by COVID. And I would just love to hear a little bit about how you are dealing with that and how maybe COVID has like exacerbated some of the the things these children are facing and like how you can approach that safely and within guidelines especially as we just moved into a new tier of lockdown so yeah so as you can imagine um in end of march april time this year we were thrown into a completely different way of working in the throes of lockdown really we very quickly turned our support around and it was mostly a digital service. So we provided phone support. Um, we became experts at Zoom sessions. We had um, youth groups on Zoom weekly. We played bingo. We played. We had quizzes. We had treasure hunts throughout people's houses. Like you name it, we did it. We had loads and loads of fun. Um, albeit it's not quite the same as face-to-face. -face. Um, we also, during this time, worked really closely with Morrison's um, to deliver weekly food bags. So each week we took a different area 
and we delivered grocery bags to families that either we had highlighted or they had contacted us to ask for a bit of extra support or a bit of a boost. Um, so we, we managed to do some doorstep visits while, while we were out delivering those. Um, and we saw, so we did manage to see some of the families face to face, which was lovely for us and lovely for them just to get a bit of human contact rather than through a screen all the time. Um, we were really like thrilled to be able to still offer support dependent again dependent individually on what what families and individuals needed um, and then obviously as things have progressed and changed we've adapted our service a wee bit um, so at the moment we're able to do face-to-face -face work and um, we're trying to do as much as as much as we can outdoors um, this has so many benefits for the for the children and young people and the adults as well that um our family support worker um works with um as you all probably knows um scotland weather wise um it's not as easy to be outdoors as much at the moment it's dark it's wet um but we try and unless it's really really miserable we try and encourage um the outdoor sessions um just to kind of encourage as much safety and minimize as much risk as much risk as we can really um so we have befriending sessions are happening outside they're happening happening for one and a half hours every three weeks at the moment instead of every two because we're trying to we're not able to have as many children at on the same session as we used to be able to so those those sessions have changed slightly in that way but they're still getting the same um same contact and same quality of their sessions. Alexis, our family support worker, is doing lots of walks and talks with parents um, and carers, as well as phone support still for those who maybe can't meet face to face or they're not maybe they're maybe they're shielding or whatever. And for youth group as well, we've reduced the number of young people within a group. We had quite small groups anyway, um, so that we we were still providing a high level of support, but we've reduced these again. And so we have more groups um, with less young people in them. And these are offered every fortnight still for one and a half hours um, with staff and volunteers. Um, some of our young people are a wee bit uncomfortable meeting face-to-face -face at the moment. Um, so we're still offering as well one weekly Zoom call. Um, and everyone's still invited to join in with that loads of fun and play lots of silly games yeah it's just it's been a learning curve for everybody i think lots of different challenges for people some of the struggles that people maybe young people maybe were facing before are still kind of there but there's added complications then i think young people are experts in the digital world and we've all kind of rushed to try and catch up with that so we can keep in touch with them but so far it seems to be working yeah that sounds that sounds very challenging, but I love your emphasis on having fun and making it still supportive. And it seems like you guys have done an incredible job of continuing operations under these circumstances. Um, one thing I love about Family First is how it runs off of these five principles, which are be friendly, be respectful of others, 
be helpful, show fairness, and show kindness. And I feel like these are really what everyone and every organization should run off of, but they especially remind me of like what this whole podcast is about, which is essentially just connecting people who wouldn't necessarily otherwise meet, let alone have a long conversation like this. And these principles really should guide how we as humans interact with other humans outside of our immediate groups and particularly because I feel like when you're actively trying to be respectful and be kind that really helps dissolve any barriers or preconceptions that we've built in our own heads and so yeah that was totally a a kind of a tangent but I I would love to hear from both of you um, just about like how these principles play a role in either your own life or your school or job or friendships or just especially when you're interacting with people outside of your own I guess group for for lack of a better word one thing when reading over those principles that I really thought was extraordinary is in thinking about the work that the fellowship does in our bridging the gap between the town and the university I think a lot of those principles we have to keep in mind um, when having interactions with people we don't know um, I I might be making a blanket statement in this, but I have, I think in recent times or um, just with the changing climate of the whole world right now, um, everyone's so stressed and worried that it almost is hard to be as friendly as normal. Um, And so I definitely think that in my day-to-day life and I feel as a lot of the fellows feel the same way, that's something we need to continue to emphasize in our work, giving back to the community, but also just interacting with our peers and in friends because there are so many different things that are happening in people's lives that maybe are you know extraordinary and not you know positive at this moment in time so i i really love the principles that families first presents and definitely is something that everyone should include in their daily interactions and in their social life yeah that's so true i completely agree yeah the emphasis on just being friendly and being kind especially like as you said we don't know what people are dealing with right now and even if people are you know visibly fine it's so important to just extend that kindness to them um yeah that's so true yeah absolutely I just I can't tell you like how much I agree with that like I always remember somebody telling me like when you walk down the street sharing a smile goes a long way and you don't know what anybody else is is experiencing how they're feeling what's just happened to them before they walk around that corner and a smile can turn somebody's day from maybe a bit of a black hole turn it right round and that is such a simple thing to be able to do but it's infectious and then you yourself feel like you've contributed a little bit to that without having having to do anything really that difficult so yeah absolutely like I just like to think that that ethos is kind of embedded in our or in my life anyway without trying too hard and hopefully by being able to kind of extend that to other people they're able to take that on and kind of mirror that we at Families First in particular as well we so encourage children's um lightness and good manners and you should see the smiles and the absolute delight when you compliment them on something that they've they've done well or that that they've kind of they're just kind of being um 
it just means so so much to people doesn't it yeah completely and you're so right in saying that it's just not hard you know it's not hard to to give a smile or give a compliment and I've found that even if I'm having a bad day being happy towards other people or you know extending that little bit of kindness or or showing a smile it actually just even helps my own well-being um but yeah that kind of brings me on to yeah and that kind of just brings me on to what I'm hoping to talk to you guys about now basically as obviously the holidays are coming up and this is a time of year that really provides us all with this opportunity to just give back to our communities and I feel like people are increasingly talking about really cool ways to do this and just make the holidays more charitable and sustainable in general and so I want to talk to you both about this but I'm wondering Caroline for you if there's anything you or your family have done in this sense or even if you just know something that other people are doing to give back during the holidays during this time um one thing that my brother and I have always done has been participating in our school's can drive um for the holiday season our school basically sets out a competition almost for each grade to collect the most cans and jars um and this isn't something that they encourage students not to necessarily just go buy cans but ask their friends and family and local community to help donate to the cause um and i think in that it's just been so wonderful because it's not just an effort you're you maybe using a monetary value to sort of create an impact it's it's your community community and uh relations amongst your friends and family that really make the difference um so that's something i've done with my brother in the past like four or five years every year we've participated in that um now that he's a you know a senior in high school and i'm in college um this year i hope to to give back in different ways and um especially given COVID, I know people um, definitely, you know, need the help in any way that they can, can get it. And I definitely look forward to doing that and exploring different options with my family this year. I love that. That sounds so incredible. Allison, I know that Families First is doing a toy drive. Would you mind telling us a little bit about this? Because I think this is sort of similar to what Caroline was, was saying, definitely in the spirit of giving back. Yeah, absolutely. So um, we are working with lots of local businesses and charities to gather together a variety of gifts for the children and families that we work with. So we do a bit of this every year. We're just very aware that this year it might be a bit more of a struggle for people with COVID we don't obviously know what people's situations are um, but we are bringing in different toys, gifts, toiletry sets, gift vouchers, DVDs and what we will do is we will gather, gather them all together and bag them up for families. So we'll look at kind of, we know the, young, the children and young people within the families really well so we'll look at their interests what they like to do and we will match their bag hopefully to things that they will really really like and enjoy as we work with um, families all over northeast Fife, i'm pretty sure there's 57 families this year who will benefit from this hopefully and we will deliver them to their door in the in the run-up to christmas 
so some of the diff that some of the local businesses that we have been in contact with so far are the cook shop in St Andrews they're donating um some gingerbread cutters we're putting together Christmas boxes as well like a so that families can have a Christmas night that kind of idea but in a box so they're they're donating gingerbread cutters to go in these boxes um, and they're also starting to collect toys and gifts to donate in as well and um, there are a student group who are doing a book collection so they're going to hopefully be able to um, donate a big pile of books for us and um, Radio Tay are run the Cash for Kids toy collection and we link in with with them to receive some gifts too. Um, North Point Cafe would like to drop in a donation to us. Um, the Cheese Toasty Shack, um, the Dover Group, Rufflets. That's just a few. I think everyone is keen to um, be involved in some way, shape or form or however they're able to help which is so so lovely it's really nice to see the community kind of pulling together it's really encouraging actually and quite motivating as well wow that sounds so incredible i love how it's so much of a community effort that honestly just gives me chills it's so um it yeah you said it's encouraging and i i totally feel that and um it's nice to hear about all of this because i love that our listeners get to maybe you know if they're still in saint andrews maybe get involved in some way. Um, yeah, what an incredible way to just like spread this kindness that we've been talking about. So this has honestly been such an uplifting conversation and I love hearing about all the positive things that people are doing, especially just after a year of really tough stuff. You both and just Families First as an organization really embody, I think what it means to forge meaningful connection and simply just make this town a better place. And so on that note, I'd love to hear one particular moment. I do this on every podcast, but I, I want to hear one particular moment of when you are proud of living here in, in St. Andrews. Oof, that's a hard one. It's a hard one. It's a great question, though. Great question. I actually don't have one on, on the top of my head, but um, I'm a local born and bred. So I have quite a few years of... Um, of living here and I can honestly say that I don't think I've ever not felt proud to kind of be a local here. You go through different, because obviously I was at school here, I went away to university. I just, I've, I've never, I've never not had, like my heart's always been here. It's just the nicest place to live and raise a family and the community is lovely the like physically the place as well as all the people I do you know what since I've started since I've worked I started working with families first um 10 years ago now but over that time I've kind of been obviously more involved with getting to know students within the town where before I worked at Families First, I didn't really have that connection to the student community. So I kind of feel like I have an all-round connection now. And I just absolutely love the warmth that I feel from it. Um, that's maybe a little bit um, airy-fairy, but it's just such 
a lovely place to live and feel actually feel part of the community rather than just kind of being there physically that is so wonderful I love that response one thing that actually pinpointed a memory um just from Allison's response um from some context uh, I'm actually the sixth generation um person in my family to live in St Andrews um so in a sense I kind of have that connection to being a local even though I was born and bred in a big city and um, didn't necessarily grow up with that sense of community in my surroundings other than my family and you know various schools and whatnot um, but I my grandmother lives here part-time so in that sense I get multiple multiple perspectives so I see the student side and I see the local side um, just in in the sense of how kind everyone is to one another um, but a, a particular point that I really felt quite proud to be a member at this university, but also kind of not a local because I, I didn't grow up here, but related to the local community in that sense was St. Andrew's Day um, last year, where we had our street Kaylee that was put on by the fellowship. And um, I was so shocked by how many people were out dancing, smiling in the freezing cold and having the best time. Um, and being able to help put on that event, I think, was like a personal, I feel proud to be involved, but also to be a member of the community. Just seeing everyone come together um, with such joy, I think, was really amazing and definitely a point where I felt really, really proud. I love that. Yeah, that event was fantastic. I, I also was there last year. And that's something like I kind of find that to be like the epitome of town people and students coming together. And yeah, wow, you guys. Thank you both so much for chatting with me today. I I mean, this has really just been such a pleasure and I really appreciate your time. And I've loved how positive and uplifting this conversation has been. And I hope you both have lovely holidays and, and stay safe. Um, so yeah, thank you both so much for joining me. Thank you for having thank us. It's been brilliant. Yeah. Oh, I'm so glad. For more information about the Fellowship of St. Andrews, please visit our website fellowshipstandrews.org and thank you again for listening.